0: Welcome to the Developing Leaders Impacting Kids podcast, a podcast all about sharing ideas, tips, and strategies to help you develop as a kidmin leader. Thanks for listening to today's episode. To download today's show notes or to learn more about our certification program, training intensives, and Institutes of Children's Ministry, visit our website, cogop.org children. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of the Developing Leaders, Impacting Kids podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today for a different sort of conversation for our podcast. Today, we'll be talking about the camping ministry, something that is um, a vital ministry in our organization and in our movement. And for a couple of years, Children's Ministries has been getting involved in trying to resource our various leaders and directors all around the United States and beyond. So thank you for joining us today. I think it's going to be an interesting conversation that even if you're not in camping ministry, if you serve in the local church or you just send kids to camp, you might be interested in today's conversation. So thanks for joining us. So first off, we want to say hello to my co-host. Hey, Joy, how are you today?
1: Hey, Sean, doing good. Excited to have our guest Denise with us today.
0: Hi. Yeah, Denise uh, (laughs) Junkin is with us. Denise says we've kind of... uh, added you to our team these last couple of years, Denise. Mm -hmm. You have so many wonderful Mm -hmm. experiences and you've served in so many diverse uh, ministries on the state level as well as the local church level. So I'm going to give a little introduction to you and then we're going to find out a little bit more about you. So uh, Denise uh, Junkin is with us today and she currently serves as the director of children's ministries for the Alabama State Ministries of the Church of God of Prophecy. She is the Camp Booth coordinator also for Alabama, and she serves in various roles at her local church, a wonderful church, Woodland Hills Church in Bessemer, Alabama. Uh, Denise has served Camp Booth in various roles, including camp director for 10 years, Mm -hmm. 2008 to 2018, and Denise works as a special education teacher in the public school system. We're so grateful that Denise has lent all that experience and knowledge to, um, to our team and to our tribe the last couple of years, teaching at the Institute of Children's Ministries. And she also serves on our Child Discipleship and Faith Formation Advisory Council. So again, welcome, Denise. Thanks Thank for you. being here. Good to be here. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So Denise, we want to hear a little bit about you and your story, how you got connected to Camping ministry. So when did it all begin for you?
2: Back when I was six years old, (laughs) all the way back. (laughs) um, My parents were um, working at camp one year, and they had to bring me, of course, because they were both working. So I started at six, and I'm now not going to tell you my age, but (laughs) I'm still there. Um, I took off maybe two years when Haley was born, when she was young. But since then, I've been support staff, director, um, cabin leader. I've Done every role at camp booth except the nurse, and I'm not qualified for that. So <laughs> <laughs> I think I've done everything else though. So, but yeah, I can put it all back on my mom and dad. Yeah. So,
0: well, uh, okay, Denise, here's the unscripted question. So, why do you still do it? To keep me young.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I love to watch the transformation from the lives of the Pee Wee Kemper all the way up to the lives of the college and career. Mm-hmm. I've watched some of them. You know, I directed most of them that are collegiate going on to um, college now from the time I was Pee Wee, uh, our, our six and eight-year-olds. So I I was their director. And then I moved up when they moved to Discovery, which is our um, eight to 10. And then I moved up when they were senior and then collegiate being the dean and everything. I've just watched them progress from a six-year-old to now a 19, 20-year-old Christian that is on fire for the Lord. Mm, so
0: That's awesome. Yeah. That's wonderful. And many of us in children's ministry can kind of relate right. to following mm-hmm. our kids from preschool ministry all the way through right. until they leave us for youth ministry. Yeah. So,
2: and it makes you feel good when they look back and say, "It's because you poured into me." Sure. You know,
0: yeah. And camp is such a f- a unique environment, mm-hmm. I think. It's it's so interesting that you spend, really, a week of your life with everyone, mm-hmm. and you can leave each other for a year, and then when you come back together, it's oh, just yeah. all renewed. Yeah.
2: I had a birthday party not long ago, and there were more mm-hmm. people under the age of 25 there than there were over the age of 25, because... Camping ministry. Yeah.
0: yeah. So uh, tell us a little bit about Alabama camping ministry before we get too far in our conversation. Mm -hmm. So you just mentioned four camps. Is that still how um, how Camp
2: Booth operates? Yeah. During the summer, we have four camps. Um, Next weekend, actually, we're having our um, season five. We call it season five because it's our fifth camp and it's for ages 20 to 35. So that's, we actually have five camps, but it's just a weekend, the season five is.
0: And what uh, categories of ages did you?
2: Pee Wee is six to eight, Discovery is nine to 11. Senior is 12 to 14, collegiate is 15 to 19, season five is 20 to 35. Okay. And then we have ladies and men's retreat, of course.
0: Yeah. And so each of those camps has their own director? Yes. And so what is your role in relationship to those directors? My role
2: in relationship to the directors is to make sure they do follow the policies and procedures. <laughs> <laughs> to make sure that they have what they need um, to line up their people, to just be that correspondence between the directors and the staff and directors in the churches and okay.
0: so and in alabama do you i think it's correct all of your camps kind of follow the same theme is that right? yes we
2: all have the same theme for our camps okay makes yeah. it easy on the directors for decoration mm-hmm. too
0: yeah so. so joy and i have both served in alabama camps yeah. and really enjoyed it you know it's a a well-tuned machine, oh, and thanks. so I know you're very proud of, of the people who work with you and, Absolutely. and the ministry yeah. that's accomplished there. So, we have the best team, I think. Sure, sure. <laughs> so as the state camp coordinator, Denise, um, and somebody who's just been in ministry for so long, um, what do you see as the biggest challenge in our theme today really is connecting camping ministry to the local church? So mm-hmm. what is the greatest challenge in making that connection happen? So to me, the greatest challenge is the buy-in, uh, having churches buy-in to
2: what we're doing every year. Um, mm-hmm. It's not just a week of vacation for parents. Um, it's not just a week of, hey, I'm sending my kid here to get him out of my hair. But we're preparing our campers to be servants in the local church. And when we get our churches to buy-in to letting them come back to their local church and serve, then I think we've accomplished our goal. Mm,
1: Well, and that buy-in, you really need the local church pastor Mm -hmm. to get on board with you. So you need that relationship and that connection. So we wanted to ask, what are some things that you can do or other camp coordinators can do to create that healthy relationship with pastors of churches?
2: I have started going to all the churches, Um, visiting the local churches. I think if they see me and they Mm -hmm. see a face and they see a familiar face, then they're more likely to bring their Campers to camp, um, if if they see a mama figure, you know, like I I am, I am a mama. So if they see that friendly face, those parents see that friendly face, and I'm there at every check in, then they're going to say, "Oh, she's the one that came to church, and she is here to love on our kids." Mm-hmm. So if they have that familiar face, um, the pastors just having them come in whenever they want to, to view, to practice, to, to watch, to pray with, you know, just having them come on campus and be open to coming. We've got to have our pastors.
0: So, Denise, uh, one of the things I love about you, and as I have served in this role, I've gotten very connected with some of our camping ministries. Mm -hmm. It seems like in every state there is somebody that is the face of camp. And when they walk in the room, everybody knows, oh, that's the camp person. Right, yeah. So um, I am curious, I know you just said you visit the churches. Mm -hmm. Um, Is that something that you're doing all year long, or is there a particular window that you're trying to really promote camp?
2: Um, before this year, it was all year. Uh, It was just the camping season up to the camping season. But I'm going to make it a year long thing because we want something going on at our camping at our camping grounds um, every season. So if we have something every season, they need to see my face every season.
0: So and Alabama is certainly blessed with a beautiful campground. Thank camp you. Booth. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a, there's a lot of hills. <laughs> yes, you <laughs> get to I'm work out. Like <laughs> you really uh, do. <laughs> but it is a beautiful property. And, Thanks. And so uh, I know that you guys are very proud of we the are work very that you've proud of it. there. Yep. And so, uh, but also thinking about your role as as kind of the chief communicator mm-hmm. for the camping ministry, as you've tried to work with local churches. Um, Maybe you can kind of coach some of those other camping people out there. What are some ways that what are some communication methods or ways that worked? Mm -hmm. Maybe some things that haven't worked for you.
2: Um, Social media is the big one. You know, we we get something out there at least weekly on social media just to keep camp Mm -hmm. you know on the forefront of everybody's mind. Um, Text messages. I send text messages to different directors, different staff, different. pastors weekly, um, emails. I send lots of emails. Um, I also do surveys, you know, this happened at this camp. What do you think as a pastor? Is it good? Is it bad? Do you, do we need to do better? Um, this year, I am including a camp liaison at every church. Sure. So um, not the youth pastor, not the children's mm. pastor, because they're too busy, and not the pastor. Mm. They're all so busy. Um, they are promoting anyway, but have that person that is a camper, hopefully, that can get in and say, hey, this is what camp means to me. Um, we got to go. We got to get everybody there. So that's that's what I'm pushing for this year is a camp liaison. To help boost in the local churches. That. That's a fantastic mm-hmm. idea. Snail mail does not work. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, it goes yeah. in the trash most of the time. I mean, sure. I think of what I do mm-hmm. when I get something like that. I just chunk it. So, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's an excellent way to get them to serve and maybe a different yes. route. Maybe they're not involved necessarily in right. youth or children's ministries, but they can get people on board mm-hmm. and excited. So speaking of our children's pastor mm-hmm. and youth pastors, um, how are those roles? Do you see them as important in helping connect with camp? I think the children's pastor and
2: the youth pastor are the most important mm-hmm. in connecting the churches with the with the camping program because parents already have a relationship with the children's pastor and the youth pastor. Mm-hmm. Um, and if that children's pastor and youth pastor comes and works camp, yeah. then the parents are going to be more likely to send their children right. because most of the time I don't the directors out there they pick people to be cabin leaders that they know mm-hmm. and you know that they have confidence in they may not know Denise Junkin right. so um if I'm the children's pastor of Woodland Hills then and I go then they're more likely to send their kids to camp mm-hmm. so
1: we found that at my church too we had several years where we just weren't sending kids to camp mm-hmm. and then it finally took okay I'm gonna to go to camp this right. year who's coming with me and then just mm-hmm. the parents being more willing to send their kids right. just having that that support and that person right. there and
2: especially that full-time youth pastor you know it's it's their job to mm-hmm. mentor the youth and everything so if they're there they're doing their job and
1: so it's great yep. with, to be relational it too is. with the kids yep. it is
0: so something uh, just a, a personal aside and testimony that happened at my church this year is um, the kids went to camp. And had just a tremendous experience with God. And um, typically as they do, right? Mm -hmm. And they were on fire and passionate and excited. Um, And when they came back to our local church, um, our pastor, I think very wisely decided, we're not going to let this burn out. We want to keep stroking the fire and encouraging these kids to lean into the presence of God. Mm -hmm. And so um, the thing that happened in my local church is we started resurrecting Sunday evening services and uh, calling them, theming it around a camp feeling. Um, So we had a time of fellowship, food and games, and then we went into a worship service and that really kind of kindled a fire that's still continuing Mm -hmm. all these months later into the new year at my own local church. Uh, I think it's been, uh, I share that story because I think a concern of those of us who love camping ministry and we serve in camping ministry is that our kids go to camp um, they're taken away from every distraction and everything around them. Um, they experience God in, in personal and in deep, mm-hmm. enriching ways. And then they come back to their local church, or maybe they don't necessarily experience that, mm-hmm. um, or it's not encouraged. Um, so I wanted to ask you while we have you here, and again, we're talking about camping ministry and the local church. How do you see the local church helping our kids um and our teenagers when they return back to just normal life, when they return back to their local church and often you know the distractions, the brokenness, the difficulties that they experience when they come mm-hmm, back mm-hmm. to the normal life.
2: I think there needs to be an adult that connects with that camper, that teenager or that child um just to have them someone that they can go to. Um, like you said, I, some of our Area churches, we do area monthly services for camper and everything. Um, But if they have that person that they can go to, then to tell their needs, to tell their problems, to tell, like they would tell their cabin leader at camp, then I think that helps. Mm -hmm. Um, And we can connect our campers with the churches, you know, Mm -hmm. as far as making a phone call to say, hey, This person's had this issue with that, with the parent permission, with the camper permission, Mm -hmm. just to let them know they are going to need some extra help, some extra love. We got to show them love. We got to start training our kids and our youth to take our place. Mm -hmm. And so if we have somebody side by side with them that can teach them different things in the local church, then our campers are going to stay on fire, I think.
0: Mm -hmm. I think it's such a missed opportunity for Mm -hmm. us. We say in the Church of God of Prophecy. Uh, that can't many leaders have said this it's not just me that camping ministry is the greatest revival consistent mm-hmm. revival we see in the church uh but it can be do- so disheartening when kids don't experience that in their right. own local ministry right. and so i think one of the keys is um is the local church finding a way and i love this idea of partnering them with someone uh maybe as an accountability partner a mm-hmm. prayer partner a a mentor a mentor mm-hmm. absolutely it's fantastic yeah
1: Many times, though, kids may come to camp. Maybe they don't go to a church. Maybe, mm-hmm. I know in Alabama, you used to do an outreach camp. I don't know we, if, that's, we don't still anymore. if yeah. that's still a thing. We have
2: meshed them with our mm-hmm. regular camp.
1: So a lot of times you might have kids coming, maybe they're grandkids of people or just outreach kids from your churches. So we wanted to ask these kids, these youth that come that don't go to a church, what can the camp directors and coordinators do to help connect them? Um, in the past, what we have done
2: in Alabama is we have taken a list, because on our application we ask, where do you attend church?
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: if they say nowhere, then we ask that, you know where do you live? What city do you live? And we find the pastor of a church in that area, contact that pastor and say, Hey, you gotta get to our commissioning service. We have a child that's 10 minutes from your church. Mm-hmm. We wanna connect you with them. And we actually had a pastor come to our commissioning service last year, the year before, I can't remember which. And um, that family, that whole family attends that church now because mm-hmm. they made awesome. that connection at camp on the commissioning service. So
0: now you're you're using a phrase here mm-hmm. that I in my travel and experience, Alabama is the only state that mm-hmm. does a commissioning mm-hmm. service. Yes. So can you maybe describe that a little bit for those who are listening?
2: Yes. When um, three or four years ago, when Bishop Sutton was our state overseer, um, We did away with our baptisms on Friday night because our pastors, our local pastors, our youth leaders, our children's leaders, parents wanted to experience a baptism with their their camper, their student, their child. Um, So we did away with that and we um, started a commissioning service. All the lead pastors in the state are welcome to our Friday night service. Our Friday night service consists of this is you have received this this week. Now go into your local area, go into your local church and serve. And the pastors are there to pray for the campers. But what's beautiful in my eyes is that when the pastors get through praying for the campers, the campers of that local church gather around the pastor and pray for the pastor. So I think it makes a connection that starts that connection mm-hmm. when the when the students start praying for the pastor and the pastor prays for the student that. I think it takes into the
0: Yeah, not, you know, this is the moment Sean's just completely transparent. I believe there are camping people mm-hmm. and then there are those who are not necessarily camping mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. I would be in the latter, <laughs> uh, to be honest with you. <clears throat> and he goes every confession year. Is good for the soul. Uh, but uh, I do go to a lot of camps to serve and to minister. I think it's very important to me um, mm-hmm. for that connection. But I do find that once I get to camp, and I get in the groove. I really love it. Mm -hmm. And I love seeing what God does in the lives of not only the students, but the the staff as well. Mm -hmm. And I just have to say, for me, um, some of my most precious memories the last couple years were at your commissioning services, Mm -hmm. because um, I got to see those generations praying with one another. But at every one that I've been to, the children came to pray for me. Mm -hmm. And it was just such a such a significant moment for yeah. me, and and I think it's a it's a great idea. I know that some people maybe the location of their campgrounds make that a challenge, mm-hmm. but it's it's a fantastic yeah. thing that you're doing there yeah. in Alabama. The commissioning service always
2: has some kind of um, symbol that they do to. Initiate. I'm going out to serve. I don't know which ones you were at, but one year we lit a lantern. Mm-hmm. Lit, um, you know, this is this is what I'm going to do for the Lord, and the lantern, you know, was released. We have candlelight service, which was really scary because that was that that was at, <laughs> that was at Pee-wee last year, and it was 68, and I was like 120 candles and held by six year olds. I'm not a bit nervous, but you know, it was beautiful to see the the pastors with their candle, light the candles mm-hmm. of the campers and everything. Mm-hmm. It was great. So mm-hmm.
0: That's wonderful. So one of your roles as the um, state camp coordinator is to promote camping ministry. And so uh, you, as you said, you go and visit churches. Um, you probably uh, in that role have to do more than just promote the dates and the location and mm-hmm. all of that. Mm-hmm. So how do you engage a pastor, a church or a congregation when you visit with them and really, how do you connect them to the value of, of the camping ministry?
2: Um, I give testimony of, yeah. of things that have happened at camp. Mm-hmm. And I have also, um, this year started, not me just up there talking, I'm letting campers come up mm-hmm. and tell, this is what camp means to me, this is what I received at camp. So it's not all about me, it's not about me being on stage, because I don't like that anyway, but... Um, I ask different campers, adults, you know, it could be somebody that's 75 years old that got saved while they were at camp um, when they were a teenager. I want them to get up and say, hey, I'm
0: still here because of camping ministry. And so
2: that's what we do. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I love when I see a local church, um, I, I don't see everyone do this. And so I just wonder your thoughts on it. But um, a lot of churches will have a Camp Sunday mm-hmm. where all the kids come back mm-hmm. and talk about their camp.
2: Yeah. We do that. Once we took baptismal service away, we have a service in July that's called Camp Service that we call it. That's when we want pastors to baptize the campers and we want them to be able to give their testimony. All so nice. that's worked out really great. Fantastic. Yeah. Awesome. That first year we got tons of pictures in um, lakes and, you know, mm-hmm all the things so it was really good
1: well we have a final question for you today denise Mm -hmm. and we just want to know what advice would you offer just the ordinary listener today about the power of promoting camp or what are some ways that they can support their camp coordinator um prayer
2: is the main thing um just pray for the camp coordinator pray for the camping program um pray that safety the And bring a kid. Mm -hmm. Send a kid. Um, Be that person that sponsors Mm -hmm. somebody to go to camp. If you can't afford the full tuition, partner with somebody else and sponsor. It's a life-changing event that will change a camper's life for the ever. You know, mm-hmm. I have friends that I made at camp that I know I can call on today. Right. It you know, not only builds that relationship with Jesus, but it builds relationships with
0: everybody else too. Absolutely. So, yeah. So joy didn't know. I have another question. Oh,
2: <laughs> <the> <laughs> this isn't. <unscripted.
0: laughs> um, you, you've participated on our, we do a camp panel discussion at the Institute of children's ministry. You've participated mm-hmm. on that. And one of the questions that I love to just kind of run by people is cause you've got all this experience I'm trying to do the math quickly, 2008 to 2024. That's a lot of, uh, lot of that's years. That's a lot of years. It's going to tell my years. age. Yeah. <laughs> um, how have you, because as we're thinking about praying for camp and praying for those involved, how have you seen camp change over that long mm. period of time?
2: Oh, wow. Um, I will say that probably when I first started, there was a lot of emotionalism in mm-hmm. camp a lot of you know let's do this let's do this now our campers are deep in the word they're they're firm they're they don't care about the emotionalism not that they don't care about it it's just it's not as important as knowing who Jesus is and being in the word and being rooted and grounded so we've shifted from that emotional scene to Hey, I just want to know more and I want to be deeper. And it's not just at camp. I see it in their everyday life and things that they post on social media. It's not, they're not going back they're They come back to
0: camp year after
2: year, still rooted and still grounded. Mm.
0: And so for those who are listening that maybe it's been a while since they've been in camp or um, they're not at all involved in the camping ministry, what are some ways that you would encourage them to pray for their state camps?
2: Um, for the move of the spirit, mm-hmm. um, for the staff and the campers to be open to the spirit and his movement um, for safety, for health. We don't want anyone to leave mm-hmm hurt or sick or anything um for the directors for peace for comfort for direction our directions that uh, there are directors they really need direction on who their speakers should be who their what their topics for classes should be we want it all to be Mm spirit-led not personal-led so Mm -hmm. yeah we have different prayer initiatives in alabama too monthly Mm -hmm. so um we have those that were given out to our our churches to help us pray monthly, not Mm -hmm. just between now and camping season and during camping season, but all throughout the year.
0: Yeah. And another need as we close up here that I consistently hear from camping ministry is funds. Yes. And so if there's anyone listening out there that you can't be involved or you, you can't, um, if you don't have a child to send, mm-hmm. most of our camping ministries would gladly accept mm-hmm. your, yes, we will. <laughs> your your funds either to host the camp or to sponsor yeah. a child mm-hmm. to go to camp. Right. There are always kids who can't afford to go to camp right. on their own. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, so if you're listening and that's you, uh, reach out to your state or regional office, your national office. I'm sure that they would mm-hmm. be happy to do some scholarships in your name or the name Absolutely. of your local church. Yep. Denise, anything else you want to share with those who are listening today mm-hmm. about if, camping if, ministry?
2: If you have a chance to go, you would not be disappointed mm-hmm. if you go. Because it's it's really it helps you in your relationship with Jesus to see how children are so accepting and so willing to
0: give their heart over. So, yeah, wonderful. Well, let me uh, let me close this out with a word of prayer uh, for this session. Father, we thank you today. Thank you for the camping ministry. We thank you that you birthed this in our movement decades ago, Father, and generations have been blessed. They have been they've come to know you as Savior. They um, have accepted their callings. They have been healed. They've been filled with your spirit. Many have uh, received healing from brokenness, Father, in their lives. Um, many have found their spouse, um, Father, and many have, have stepped out into the ministry. And so we just thank you for all that's been accomplished to the camping ministry. We thank you for Denise today. We thank you for the Alabama camping ministry there at Camp Booth and all the others around our country that she represents as we've interviewed her today. Father, we know it's just February, but we are looking into the future here in just a few months as as students will gather from all over the United States and beyond for their camps. Father, we just pray that this would be a year uh, where we would experience your touch, your refreshing, your revival in ways that we have never experienced before. We pray that our students would be saved and they would be filled with your spirit, God. We pray, Father, they would be uh, ignited, that a fire would be ignited within their lives to um, just to move forward in their faith with you, um, to accept and embrace what you've called them to do, to recognize that, like I did when I was thirteen years old, God, they know what you've called them to do, and that they um, would step out um, and to receive all that you have for them, God. We pray for the directors right now um, who are making their plans and preparations for those camps. Would you inspire them, God? Would you bring the right people onto their staffs? Would you um, uh, just uh, anoint them, God, in every area of their planning, from the scheduling to planning menus, to recreational times, to who their evangelists or speakers are going to be? Father, we just pray that every detail would fall into place so that you are honored and brought glory and transformation is brought to the lives of our students. Father, we pray for everyone who's listening today that you would help us to see how we can support the camping ministry. Some of us can be staff. Some mm-hmm. of us can be prayer warriors and intercessors. And others of us can give financially, Father. Whatever it is that you would have us to do to bless the camping ministries near us, would you um, would you speak that into our hearts today? We thank you, Father, because we know that you're doing something truly extraordinary among this generation. And we just thank you that you invited us as childrens and and camping and youth leaders to step into that and to uh, come alongside and be uh, a partner with you in what you're doing in their lives. We just give you thanks and praise in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening to today's episode. To download today's show notes or to learn more about our certification program, training intensives, and Institutes of Children's Ministry, visit our website, cogop.org slash children.